When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club. You've heard me talk about Cog Hill every single episode this season, and we will continue to do so because they are one of the premier golf destinations in the Chicagoland area. Featuring 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread, Cog Hill has just upgraded their entire practice academy to include Top Tracer, two bars, a food truck, and a full family experience that anyone will enjoy. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. We are also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. If you're looking to upgrade your game this year, or if you're just trying to pick up some new pieces of golf apparel, or even some training aids to help you score better, WorldwideGolfShops.com has you covered. The best part about this website is they always offer incredible deals on some of the newest equipment, even just days after its release. Once again, it's WorldwideGolfShops.com. Welcome to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for all things golf, including in-depth interviews, new equipment highlights, and answers to golf questions you might be too afraid to ask. My goal? To help you learn more about the game so you can enjoy it even more. Let's dive in. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me all over social media at Golf Unfiltered, and you can send me an email, adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. Before we get into today's episode, I want to just remind everyone, if you follow me on social, um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that too, you've probably seen that I do have a partnership with Roback. And if you're not familiar with the clothing brand Roback, it's R-H-O-B-A-C-K, much like the breed of dog that shares a very similar name, um, go out to Roback.com, find out some great stuff. They've got my favorite clothing by far. I mean, it's, I've, I've been a fan of theirs for a long time. I've just recently partnered with them. I appreciate the opportunity to do so particularly love their hoodies. I mean, it's some of the softest material you could ever wear and you'll see what I mean when you go to the website, but if you use code G U 15 at checkout, you're going to save 15% on your next order. It helps me out a little bit as well. And if you want to support your independent podcast, that's one way you can do it. All right. So Things seem to be going well over at Twitter. <laughs> oh, what a dumpster fire. Um, I hope if you've listened to last week's episode, I gave a little bit of an opinion on uh, golf Twitter, what may happen to it in the uh, Elon Musk era. And this is not another episode about that, but uh, just to comment briefly on it. Since that episode, I mean, things have just been going downhill over at that social platform. And um, the reason I bring it up now is because, as I said in the previous episode, Twitter is probably our largest social media audience for Golf Unfiltered and still on the platform for now. I don't know how much longer we will be, but just as a reminder, you could also find us on other platforms like Instagram, TikTok. We've got a lot of engagement over there, and I'll get back to that here in a second. Um, And we're going to do more on YouTube as well. We actually do have a YouTube channel, if you're not aware of that. Um, Would really appreciate more subscriptions over there. We do put Uh, Some interviews up from podcast uh, interviews that we do. Uh, I don't typically put these these solo shows on there, uh, but we're going to do more content there uh, just because it's more engaging. 
Um, and it's just, uh, we need to do more things that are fun, it feels like, in social media, as opposed to whatever the hell's going on on Twitter. So uh, thanks for sticking with us. And speaking of TikTok, um, what I like to do over there is I like to engage with primarily newer golfers, golfers who are just getting started in the game. And what I love about it is that they ask questions in the comments. And um, TikTok has this feature where you can do a video reply to comments. And uh, one of the topics that has really gotten a lot of engagement lately, because there's been a lot of questions about it, is the concept of playing a combo set of irons. Now, if you've been a longtime listener to this podcast, we've talked about combo sets many times. We've had guests on uh, from different brands to talk about the benefits of doing that. I have played a combo set for many years. Uh, I kind of go back and forth because I like to try a lot of different things, but the benefits of playing a combo set, you know, they cannot be overstated. So on this episode, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into why you may want to consider playing a combination set. And what I mean by a combo set, it's essentially a set of irons that have more than one iron model in them, particularly if you think about the different iron types that are available. And I'm talking about muscle backs to cavity backs, sometimes also called player improvement irons. There's also um, game improvement irons is another term that gets thrown around. And we're seeing more and more brands come out with uh, iron sets or new iron releases that really blend nicely together. You could pretty much go up and down the list of your favorite brands and you're going to see that there's going to be a muscle back or a blade quote unquote offering that has a very similar name and shape and design to perhaps the next cavity back in the line. And the point there is that they're all going to just blend together so that you can have combo sets in your bag. But more often than not, especially with newer players, they don't even think about that possibility, you know, and I remember starting off in golf, I had no idea, of course. I mean, combo sets weren't necessarily as popular back then, but they did exist. And I'm talking like the early 90s uh, when I first started playing golf. And it's one of those things where you get a set of clubs and you just assume that they're all going to be the same. And there are a lot of golfers that prefer that. I mean, yeah, I've, I've played sets of clubs. I mean, even the Mizuno Pro 225s that I played this season, they were all the same type of iron. I didn't have a blended set for the, you know, most of this season. But over the last few years, even the game's best players on the professional tours have gone to combo sets. And this is not a new trend by any means. By the way, did you know that Tiger Woods, when he won his first Masters in 1997, he actually used Mizunos and they were a blended set of irons? Yeah, he wanted a little bit more Uh, of a cavity or forgiveness in the longer irons, uh, as well as maybe a little bit more control on spin than perhaps his muscle backs that he used in his scoring irons. So the lower irons, you know, seven iron and lower. So this has been going on for a long time. And when I get asked the questions on uh, TikTok or even just email or even just talking to friends um, who know that I, I talk a lot about golf, They ask, okay, well, why would I even want to consider doing that? Well, just as I said with with Tiger back in 1997, some of the better players who choose to go to a combo set 
want to control some aspect of their ball flight or whether it be, you know, at least in Tiger's case, it was spin rate. These better players, they generate much more club head speed than you or me. And they typically have increased spin rates because of that increased club head. I mean, that's just physics right there. So cavity backs or game improvement irons, if you want to call them that, there's another category called player distance irons, which is kind of like right in the middle between those two. They typically generate less spin on the golf ball, typically. Now, I think I should just say here as a preface, any club type from any manufacturer can be dialed in to give you exactly what you need, but there are general characteristics per iron type. So the opposite is also true. With muscle backs, quote-unquote blades, thinner irons, they're typically going to have more spin, especially if the weighting on the back of the club is towards the bottom or the sole. That's just, again, physics. So the purpose of today isn't to describe the differences of every single iron set that's out there. I mean, at the end of the day, as we know, and as you, if you've been playing for a long time, probably know, the combination of club head, weighting within that club head, as well as the golf shaft that you play, and a few other factors, like your swing, kind of an important one there, they're all going to impact the behavior of the golf ball that results from being struck with that golf club, if that makes sense. So why play combo sets? Well, for average players, we know why the better players try to reduce spin, increase loft, read, I'm not loft, but launch, decrease launch in some instances. Average players like you and me, we can kind of do the same thing, but we're not going to be worried as much about you know, perhaps spin rate in our longer irons. More often than not, we just want to be able to hit the ball straight. And we would love for the golf ball to hold a green in like our mid irons or even lower irons. And if we're not generating enough spin, well, typically a certified club fitter will probably look at the combination between not only what your club type is and what you're doing with it, but also the golf ball that you play. So combo sets tend to give us, at least in my experience, a wider berth, I guess, of forgiveness and versatility within the iron set. So what do I mean by that? Well, personally, I like to play bladed irons, especially in my lower clubs. More often than not, when I'm playing a combo set, I'm going to have cavity backs in my long irons up to probably my six iron, maybe even my seven iron, depending on the set. And then the eight, nine wedge, they're all going to be muscle backs. I like that because one, I'm not going to get as much distance from the scoring clubs. And that's okay for me. I need to know every time how far that uh, ball's going to fly. You know, I don't want to hit an eight iron 165 yards one time and then 150 another time without changing my swing and, you know, taking into account conditions and all that. I want that to be predictable. With the long irons, I mean, typically, with the exception of, you know, a par three, perhaps, I'm not hitting a lot of five irons or 
you know, four irons into a green as an approach shot. I don't play tees. You know, I'm not playing from 7,000 yards. So more often than not, on a second shot on a par four, I'm probably hitting a seven iron or less. So I need to know how far that's going to go. Now, when I'm playing cavity backs or even, you know, thicker clubs than that in my long irons, I'm just trying to advance the ball as far as I can while still under control. I don't care if my five iron flies, you know, 190 to 200 yards in the air. That 10 yards of difference is okay because more often than not, I'm playing a par five if I'm hitting that club or I'm playing a tight par four where I may be driving off the tee with a long iron. Distance there, I mean, if there's no you know, carry or if I have to stay short of a creek or anything like that, I'm, I'm able to figure that out. So all of that to say, you want predictability in your irons. That's the purpose of them. You get away with it a little bit more in the long irons, and you may be thinking of your game listening to this too and, and your behaviors and tendencies when you're playing the game, hitting long irons. Think about what you typically do and what situations you're in when you pull a three, four, five iron, maybe even a six iron from your bag. What type of hole are you playing? What's the situation? And in many instances, where's your score at if you pay attention to that? Not only do you want to have a predictable yardage that you're hitting with your irons, you also want to understand your shot dispersion tendencies with your irons. And what I mean by that, it's not only just left or right, it's also short and long, kind of like what we were just talking about a little bit. I was, I forget on what social site I was on, but I saw this video by, uh, it was an interview with Alfonso uh, Rivera, Ribiera. I'm completely butchering his name, but he was Carlton Run, the Fresh Prince. And he talks about this thing that he learned on the golf course, and it was basically... In summary, where are you going to miss most often? You know, I think he called it the 5% miss, meaning that 5% of the time you're going to miss on one side of your shot versus the other. And what that translates to is if you think about a approach shot, and let's say that you, you know, you're, you're hitting a shot into a green, there might be a bunker on the left side, and there's a good bailout on the right, Every golfer, no matter how good you are, there's a 5% chance that you're going to hit your shot where you don't, you, you absolutely do not want to hit your shot, right? So in this case, the bunker. So he explained that you want to kind of shift, and this is common sense, right? You want to aim a little bit more to the right, away from the bunker, to account for that 5% chance. And you might be thinking, well, 5%, I mean, if you're saying that 95% of the time I'm not going to do that, then why not just go right at it? You know, you have to kind of plan all of this and you have to set your expectations and be honest with yourself as far as where your misses are. You know, the 5% miss, you know, hypothesis or whatever you want to call it is really just that. At least in my case, I mean, that's probably more like 10, 15%. I just happen to, because I don't play enough, I, I tend to get myself into more trouble especially in a situation like I just described, more often than not. So when I think of course management like that, 
and call it whatever it is for your game. And then I think about the types of equipment that I'm using or the the combo set versus whatever. Where am I going to get the biggest bang for my buck, right? Like where am I going to miss most of my shots? And if I could play equipment that is going to be more predictable and in many ways lower that risk, why wouldn't I want to do that? Now, that's not to say that you can't play a full set of muscle backs or cavity backs and and still have a highly predictable, consistent shot tendency. Then it just boils down to skill level. I think we would both agree on that. But if you're a player like me who only gets to play once a week, whether it be on a course or just at the range, chances are you probably want something that's going to give you the best possible outcome most of the time. Nobody's going to be 100%. And that point, if you agree with that, and if that's something that you could see translate well into your game, where you just want to play something that's going to reduce risk, that kind of branches into another part of this conversation. And it's, it's something that uh, people on TikTok have been asking me as well. Before we get into that, I need to remind myself to mention this, this uh, partnership that I've got with Trolls Golf Club. Now, you've heard me talk about it. They've been on the show. What is it? Trollsgolfclub.com is the website that you want to go to. It's an NFT. If you're not familiar with what that is, go back a few episodes. We have an interview uh, with one of their founders, Josh, and it, he talks all about it. He gives a good primer as to what that thing is. It's a great opportunity because you're able to purchase this NFT, which is essentially a digital asset which unlocks and gives you opportunities to play some of the best golf courses anywhere. The way that it works, you purchase this thing. There are two different levels. There's a base and then there's a premium. I think the base goes for 2500 The premium goes for 5000 You go to trollsgolfclub.com. You're going to see a full list of not only the golf courses that you have a chance of playing. Everybody gets to play golf courses. It just... They go into much more detail on the website as to how it works. You also get a free gift and $250 off your purchase if you use code GU, golf unfiltered, GU, at checkout. Okay. Try them out. At the time of this recording right now, it's still in pre sale. They're going to open it up to the public very soon. There's a very limited number of these NFTs that are available. If it's in your your wheelhouse, if that's something, if you have the means to do it and you're interested in playing golf courses like Firestone, um, there's just a full list on their website. I'm, I'm forgetting others right now, but they're golf courses that you want to play. And they also do giveaways for um, golf getaways, vacations. They've got a bunch of great, uh, great merchandise. Uh, I was going to say crazy merchandise because it is. I mean, they're, they're giving away scooters. They're giving away just ridiculous things. And it's you, you automatically get a chance to do that if you purchase one. So go check it out. I know it's probably not for everyone. I understand that. If you have any questions, reach out to me. I can get you in touch with those guys. All right. So let's get back to combo sets. Something that my followers on TikTok and even Twitter have mentioned is 
well, why wouldn't you want to play blades, you know, muscle backs, and improve your ball striking? It's going to make you a better golfer. I can see where they're going with that, and I don't necessarily disagree with that. Um, I grew up playing what I guess would be the equivalent of blades because that was all that was available to me. Uh, my uncle gifted me a set of Spalding Elites, very small uh, club heads, very thin irons, and uh, that's what I learned to play the game with. Um, I feel like most irons back in the day, and again, this was, again, early 90s, um, if you got a hand-me-down set of clubs, I mean, you're talking 80s, maybe even older, they were all pretty small club heads, you know? I wasn't rocking no Ping I-2s back in the day. And um, I probably would now. I need to find some, you know. I'll do an episode here soon about just all the crazy stuff that I found at Goodwill. Um, Man, people just don't know what they're donating. But anyway, I digress. Will playing Blades improve your ball striking? Probably. Probably. You're going to get the feedback that you normally wouldn't get, you know, on a toe or off-center hit, um, there is that that feeling of, you know, a heightened reward when you hit the sweet spot. I still believe that there's nothing better in golf than a feel of a well-struck shot, particularly when you're playing blades. It just feels different. You know, for me, when I play cavity backs or player irons, I mean, yeah, they're great. They're very forgiving. My scores have probably... Uh, gotten lower because of playing them they just don't feel the same they really don't you know some of you might know what I'm talking about it it just it feels different it's more rewarding and so I guess that's why I would agree in part with the uh, idea that if you play blades as you're starting out you're going to improve now I know a lot of players and I've actually done this there's a lot of players that actually go and practice with blades they may play on the course with their cavity backs or combo sets or whatever But when you're out there practicing and you're trying to improve your game and you use something that's a little bit harder to hit, I could see where that makes sense. I think Tom Watson uh, famously said, you know, he goes and he practices and he warms up right away with a four iron. And I believe the way that it goes is somebody asked why he does that. And he said, well, if I can hit this good, I can hit anything else good. Now, this gets back to kind of like what we were saying with the combo set, you know, discussion. It, what are your expectations in enjoying the game? You know, I'm really big at Golf Unfiltered on enjoying the game. Play how you want to play. Play what you want to play. If you want to have music on your golf cart, have music on your golf cart. You want to wear a hoodie like I do? Wear a hoodie, you know. It's not my job to tell you how to enjoy something that you are supposed to do for enjoyment. The same goes for the type of clubs that you play. If it brings you enjoyment to play Blades and understanding that you're going to get punished when you don't hit the ball square, go ahead and do it. You know, I the only thing I could say is for a new player just starting out, like I would not hand a uh, a junior golfer just starting out, I would not hand them a set of Blades. I just, I wouldn't. I know I just said that that's what happened to me growing up, but I just, I don't, 
especially nowadays, I mean, I feel like kids are very like they need immediate reinforcement. You know, there's probably some parents. I don't have kids. There's probably some parents here listening to that saying, oh, my God, you don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, they would probably be right. <laughs> um, but with attention spans and in the social media age, and it just it it seems like even with my friends, kids who have tried the game, they're only going to give it a few minutes until they're bored with it. So why not give them something where they could see that immediate, you know, gratification right away? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Let me know what you think. At Golf Unfiltered everywhere on social. Uh, Twitter for a little bit. <laughs> and then you can send me an email, Adam, at golfunfiltered.com. So I wanted to talk about this topic, too, because um, at least here, it's cold. I'm not going to be playing much golf. Probably go to, you know, maybe Mistwood Golf Dome. And I know Coghill has... Um, you know, they got a great driving range. I've talked about it many times. It's all heated. It's great. Warm. Go out there maybe on a nice mild day. I'm not gonna be playing much golf, so I'm going to be tinkering a lot with, uh, with equipment. Um, I know that in January every year is when the new stuff comes out from most brands. Um, the good thing is that throughout the year, Club companies now, they're they're showing us what they got coming out. And, you know, there are releases that come out in December. There's some even in November. Um, I actually just received, and I can't talk much detail about it, but I will soon. Um, I just received a new prototype iron from my friends over at uh, Sub70. And they are fantastic. Uh, and I'm going to tell you more about them um, after uh, the first of the month here. But... This is the time when most golfers begin to, you know, get that itch. All right, let me think about how I played during the, the year. Things are slowing down, at least in the Midwest or in most parts of the, the country. I'm going to start tinkering with my equipment. And if that is you, if you fall into that, as most golfers probably do, consider combo sets. If you've never played a combo set, you know, Maybe keep a few of the irons that you have now and go, you know, purchase the opposite end of the bag, right? So, for example, if you're playing cavity backs now and you want to give blades a shot in your scoring clubs, there's nothing wrong with going and, and grabbing, you know, three irons. You know, you could probably even find a sec on the secondhand market. Hell, go to a thrift shop, pawn shop, whatever, Buy just a few irons, try it out. Why not? You might like it. At the end of the day, it all boils down to score. You know, we talk about that a lot here. If you begin to play better, you like how it feels, why not do that thing? Right? I think in golf, it's it's one of those games where we have so many options at our disposal. And... I, I just, I don't know. I feel like people get locked in too much to one particular category. Like, oh, I can only play these. Or I'm not supposed to play those. Or, you know, whatever the situation is. If I've learned anything, especially, you know, doing golf unfiltered and talking to people and trying a lot of stuff out. If I've learned anything, it's you got to play what makes you happy. You have to. This is a game to be enjoyed. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why, truth be told, 
now I've partnered with, uh, club companies a lot. Um, I've tried a lot of different pieces of equipment, you know, just as an aside to all of that, I don't love doing exclusive agreements with one particular brand to play one little thing. You know, my opinion on that has changed over the years. There's a lot of great stuff out there. I have no problem promoting, you know, I'll just say Mizuno as an example. They were the, they're a partner of golf unfiltered. I was able to play their irons and wedges, um, all season. And I loved them there. I mean, you can't beat a well-made set of golf clubs and Mizuno probably does it the best, at least in my experience. But I also know that there's a lot of good stuff everywhere. So at least here, and I think you guys know this, but it, it bears stating out there for you guys to hear. It's not my job to tell you what to play. You know, I, I, the most popular articles on golfandfilter.com are equipment reviews. And that tells me a couple things. It's you're all very curious and you want to educate yourselves before making a purchasing decision. That's awesome. That's the exact reason why we do equipment reviews. There's other articles that we put on Golf Unfiltered, but I also know it's not for everybody. We try to offer a good variety of content out there for you. But one thing you won't find is me telling you that you should play something before or rather than something else. I have my opinions. I've, I am never uh, scared to share those opinions with all of you. Um, but I'm not going to, but, but I realize that not everyone's the same, I guess is my point. So combo sets, very, very helpful for golfers, I encourage you to try one out if you've never done that before. If you're happy with what you're playing, if you've been playing the best golf that you can, then don't listen to me. Continue to play what you play, right? If you're a new golfer and you're just getting started, if you somehow stumbled upon this podcast, maybe someone shared it with you and you said, hey, listen to this joker. He sometimes makes good stuff. Um, try it out. You know, it's it could only benefit you. It, it opens kind of the the spectrum of what's available out there. And I think as golfers and especially as people who enjoy to learn more about something that you do for a hobby and for enjoyment, and I encourage you to learn as much as you can about it, trying new things, trying combinations of equipment is really the best way to learn what you like and what you don't like. That's all for this week. We've got um, we've got some holidays coming up, as we all know. So uh, my plan is to probably take a week or two off around those holidays. Um, if there are topics that you want to see us cover a little bit more at Golf Unfiltered, send me an email, adam at golfunfiltered.com. You could also send me a message on any of our social channels. Um, we're going to do some new stuff. In 2023, I was talking to Nikki Dunnigan, my partner on this, and we, we have a few ideas that we might want to try out. Um, I've also talked to my buddy Chris McEwen. You know him. He's been on the show a few times. Um, we have some ideas for new content that we're going to bring you. And at the end of the day, you know, I hope it doesn't seem like we're always just trying to chase ourselves and, and we mix it up too much. That's not my intent, but I it is my intent to still 
not only offer you guys things to uh, better your game, to help you enjoy the game a little bit more. I hope I make you laugh sometimes. I know that I could get a little crazy sometimes on social. I'm going to try to not do that as much. Um, But we also here at GU want to have fun doing it too. And I feel like some of the best content that we do is when we enjoy doing it. And it's not just one of those things like, oh, I got to do this thing again. Um, So thanks as always for your support. Let me know your ideas. Ask any questions about anything that we talked about on today's episode at any of those outlets that I mentioned already. In the meantime, if you're still playing golf, I hope you're still uh, playing well. And if there are things that you struggle with in your game and you want us to cover, I'll reach out to someone. We'll have an interview and we'll talk to an expert on it. Listen, I know it's crazy out there in the non-golf world. Take care of one another. Be kind to one another. Stay healthy. And uh, let's finish 2022 better than it started. We'll talk soon.